This is Design Safe Radio, where natural hazards researchers strive to make our society more resilient to everything nature throws at us. Hey, we're back on Design Safe Radio, and we're talking with Mike Motley, Abby, and Dakota from the University of Washington, having a great discussion about tsunami debris and the research that they've been doing at Oregon State University's Wave Flume. Let's jump back in. Like, so your research is, is uh, as best I can understand it, about how debris from tsunami like interacts with with structures and kind of quantifying that. So, so can you tell us a little bit about like what happens in a in a tsunami to create all these big and little chunks of things, and how the kind of current state of research is around around that uh, topic. Yeah, so, you know, I think that over the last 15, 20 years, um, we have, you know, we've seen some of these tsunamis that have happened in 2004, 2010, 2011 across the Pacific, and we've seen that uh, you get this large-scale devastation, water's rushing in, and, and as the water's coming in, it's picking up basically everything that it, it comes into contact with that is not tied down very well, and so um, debris can be anything, you know, I think sometimes when we have debris in our heads, it's uh, trees and branches and things like that. But for us, we're talking about um, cars and boats. And, you know, in Hurricane Katrina, some of the debris were casinos, right? Because they're floating on the Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Out there. Wow. And so, um, you know, the, the scale can be quite disparate. And, and so trying to figure out what we can do with that. Um, and in addition to that, that, you know, we see that um, you know, houses and things like that basically turn into their individual components as the water comes through and it creates this sort of uh, giant field that's going to move through and change the fluid dynamics, change how everything is operating. And so um, what we kind of looked at was that there was quite a bit of work being done on how um, an individual piece of debris or, or, you know, a very small subset of debris would load a structure, uh, and those experiments were very controlled. Um, there were things, you know, there's data out there on logs, there's data, a lot of stuff on shipping containers, that seems to be um, where, where a lot of the, the effort is focused. Um, what we decided to do, we had some experiments about four years ago down in uh, Oregon State at the lab, and spent the last like eight days doing proof of concept that we could actually see what it would look like if we just sort of arbitrarily put some debris into the flume. Um, it worked and that turned into this test uh, where we did, we ended up doing 400, how many? I think 410 good tests. 410. More not as Wow. Good. Yes. <laughs> and so we initially proposed 250 and, and, and Dakota and Abby knocked it out of the park. We got 410 uh waves picking up debris taking them into the structure um, and, and basically trying to you know we're never going to simulate what it actually looks like out there but um you know when when you're watching the videos it's rare that you see uh a car you know on wires hitting the, the structure by itself directly uh with with sort of a frontal impact and so um i've kind of described this as embracing the chaos and, mm -hmm. and trying to see what we can do there and then, you know, from, from now to really dive in and, and um, start looking at this a little bit more uh, systematically from a statistical point of view, I think that's really where we're going to get something and start trying to see how can we predict some type of a load on a structure when 
you, if you take a house and, and reduce it to all the individual pieces of the house and it hits a structure, what does that loading actually look like? Because it, it's not going to look exactly like ramming the shipping container into it. Yeah. So can, can you tell us a little bit about the, the experimental setup at Oregon State for those who aren't familiar with the, the wave flume and kind of how things are, are set up there, the scale? I mean, it's huge. Um, and the types of things that you're able to do there in those 410 odd runs. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the, so the facility itself, it's, um, you know, you can, you can go online and see the live footage. Oftentimes the live footage is just sort of the, it looks like a, a long thin pool but um things are happening down there and it's uh, 120 meters yes. long i believe and um there's a piston at one end that that moves the water and sends a wave or a series of waves and uh then we designed the the bottom of the flume or the bathymetry of the flume um so we we turn it into a a concrete beach essentially to make the waves break where we want uh, and then there's a, you know, we call it the orange box. So there's a, a structure about one meter by one meter by one meter that's sitting there in the middle. Uh, it gets impacted by the wave or the debris. Um, and so, you know, from there we've got pressure gauges and load cells and uh, wave gauges, velocimeters. And then the challenge became, how do you get the debris to hit the structure? And so- uh, <laughs> And repeatedly, I, I imagine. So I think that it makes sense for Dakota and Abby to take off a little bit because there was trial and trial and trial and error and error and error, but we finally got it. And so um, you guys want to talk a little bit about all the different ways we tried? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, the initial, when we did the testing four years ago, the initial frame, you could say, that held the debris in place in the flume um, was kind of just this wooden structure that was two by sixes kind of nailed together and then uh, essentially we float on the surface of the water and then you put these neutrally buoyant pieces of debris they're made of uh, high density polyethylene so it's by design neutrally buoyant it stays on the surface of the water and you would just kind of throw that in the square initially and when the wave came just kind of time it visually and lift the uh, brain out of the water so that it's um, free floating by the time the wave impacts the debris. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, setting up for a breaking, uh, you know, a break in pool or something. Sounds like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and so um, that was the initial design. Um, we kind of took and expanded that. Um, the other idea that came up within the design process was making the debris themselves um, magnetic so that they could be attached to a frame that had electromagnets on it um, yeah. was that it would be um, it would maintain an initial condition or would randomize the initial condition based on based on the uh, parameters that you wanted. Um, and so we tried to do that. Uh, one of the one of the things that we didn't account for was the fact that um, steel is pretty heavy and the debris oh, yeah. um, would sink <laughs> with steel in it. So that was one challenge we had to work through a bit on the ground, but. That's why we hired Abby, brilliant at problem solving, and we really worked through that there. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So there were iterations of the magnets, and then it was the, you know the little things you don't think about, right? We forgot that adding a small magnet changes the the neutral buoyancy slightly, and, and oh yeah, things. Um, you probably had them sticking about, to the uh, specimen once they got there. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we didn't think about you know what it would be like putting them back underneath. Right, and so then there was the issue of oh, how, how do we do that? And so uh, in the end, it was a balance of, of the two approaches and we got um, 
I think in the end, the, the magnet setup, which we had designed for consistency, gave us uh, a, a lot more randomness than we had wanted. But I think that, that uh, we're, trying, we're starting to work through a little bit there. Um, yeah, and so in the end, it's drop the debris, uh, run the wave, it, it moves the debris into the structure, and then we go and collect it. And yeah. Abby and Dakota go, I, I did it three or four times. And so they got, they got some photos. And <laughs> I can claim that I was, I was helping, but uh, yeah, yeah for, the, for, the, for the most part, it was, it was Abby and Dakota chasing them down and setting them up and, and, and got pretty good at that by the end. I, I, I imagine you're like down there with you know a net and waiters or something. Yeah, exactly. Waiters. Yeah, we we encountered some interesting. We had, we had, I think Abby and I really did a lot of character building at the room. Um, Abby, <laughs> in particular, I hired her to help me with the getting in the cold water with waiters part of the project. Yeah. And so we spent a lot of time getting in and out, and um, like Mike mentioned, with this particular electromagnetic frame, I guess. Is how we can refer to it. Um, it was fairly close to the water surface in an attempt to maintain consistency when it when the debris dropped and hit the surface. So working underneath it, um, obviously it was it was reinforced and it was it was safely attached, um, but it was a bit of a uh, <laughs> how do you describe it, Abby? Uh, well, it was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Character building challenge, I think yeah. is the right way to put that. Yeah, the debris itself each weighed about what two and a half kilograms. So, uh, and we had up to twenty-four full-size two and a half kilograms debris at a time. So each task we were moving a lot of pieces. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Design Safe Radio. This show is sponsored by the National Science Foundation grant number one six one two one four four. You can subscribe to Design Safe Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please leave us a review so we can improve the show. Please also help others find our episodes in iTunes. Thanks for your feedback and support. You can find out more about Dairy at designsafe-ci.org, on Facebook at Design Safe Radio, or on Twitter at Nary Design Safe. <laughs>